0: At the, end. the real colored people, hallelujah, huh? Could we be colorblind? Everybody's the same. Circle of love, remember that? We're going to conclude with that, but I'm going to stay on the same vein. We're going to be looking at the Good Samaritan in Luke 15 as well. But I want to just springboard out of Luke 18, verse 34. Do you have it? The disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was what? Hidden from them. They did not know what he was talking about. Father, I pray you have your way in Jesus' name. Disallow the powers of the enemy, Lord God, from trying to infiltrate it. They always do, Lord God. And let us have our thinking caps on, Lord God. And this is so important. As many was talking about, Lord God, the athleticism, Lord God, it only lasts for a while, but this is for eternity. Let us understand that. And let us listen to sermons as such. It can make such a difference in people's lives. Let us accumulate wealth. Those of us that have that secret. God and we bless you in Christ's name and everybody together said. Amen. 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 You may be seated, but keep, turn your Bibles over to Luke fifteen. We're gonna be covering the Good Samaritan in just a little bit once again. Praise God. to be Luke 10. Luke 10. All right. Now, this is the third part in a four-part series on the secret series. And the scripture that we've been basing all this sermon as a foundational scripture is found in Psalms 25, 14. It says, the secret of the Lord belongeth to them that fear him. And to them he makes known his covenant. That's what it says. Okay? The secret of the Lord belongs to those that what? Fear Him. And fear equates out to be reverent, reverence Him or honor Him, give homage to Him, worship Him, put Him number one. Those are the ones that have the secret of the Lord. And He makes His covenant known only to them, nobody else. And we covered it in the first sermon. That you don't just, when you have a secret or something that you want to show with somebody, you don't just give it to anybody, you give it to your friends. Your friends, your wife, your husband, your spouse, you'll let them know the secrets. You don't just dump on anybody. People can blab. Oh, look what this person said. Look what happened over here. you got to just do it with your intimate friends. And that's what God has done with his covenant. He just doesn't throw it out to anybody. Because the Bible tells us, don't throw your pearls to swine. That's oint likes. Pigs. Uh, don't, don't just give out everything. God doesn't just give. Right there, he didn't make known. That's what it says in Luke eighteen thirty four. <clears throat> they didn't understand. They're not always going to understand. Yes, the gospel is simple, but you have to have that awe of God in order to really receive revelation. Those of you that were here on Sunday night, you heard a young lady that's in the revelation. How many were blessed by Lydia? Uh, wouldn't you like to have her at least once a year? Some of you say every six months. Some of you say every three months. Some of you say every month. Uh, my God. Uh, she bad. She bad. Uh, my daughter was, uh, leads a worship team in, uh, uh, for her school, Redwood Christian. And the, the, you know, they were having worship practice there. And, and we walked in. And they were praying. And I said, there's a lady here that knows how to pray. I said, Stephanie, you want her to pray for your worship team? Uh, and Liz, she knew who Lydia is, of course. You know, she, I, I have two spiritual mothers, Julie and and also Lydia. And so Lydia prayed for them. You know, they were like, wow, you know. Uh, we had the leaders meeting here on, uh, uh, what was it, on Monday. And after she prayed, everybody clapped. You know, I mean, my God, she was just praying. You know what I mean? Uh, but really, what she's really into, you know, I don't know if you noticed. Because she says, I has not seen nor you heard neither is under the heart of God what, those, what God has for, prepared for those that love him. She's into like revelations. that's sort her of thing, revelations. But God doesn't just give us revelations to just anybody. He doesn't throw his pearls to swine. Uh, the secret of the Lord's belongs to those that fear him. The title of my sermon here for tonight is The Secret of Success. The Secret of Success. And we're going to be covering three things that are found there in the Samaritan, why he was successful. Because he was a doer of the word. He was a, he was a giver, not just a hearer only. Now turn to Luke chapter 10, if you will, please. <clears throat> Verse 30 says, a certain man was going down Jerusalem to Jericho. When he fell in the hands of robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going by down the same road. But see, the priest didn't have the secret. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So also a Levite, who didn't have the secret really. When he came to the place, he saw him passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he was, saw him, he took... Pity or empathy on him. He went to him in bandages. He was pouring on what? And wine. But not our kind of twine time wine. Okay. Unfermented there. Then he put the man on his own donkey. Took him to an inn. And I have a sermon called Victory Inreach. Reach. Hallelujah. Uh, on, on this message as well. And took care of him. And we got to do that. We, we don't only really have to have Victory Outreach. We have to have Victory inreach At the inn. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell upon the hands of the robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus said, go and do like wise. Remember we said wise. Why was he wise? Because he knew the secret secret see the people that are wise that have the secret of god know what to do they know how to react uh, they, they don't just sit around and can do nothing he lived he ate he drank he slept he worked and he died what an existence christianity is not an existence at the beginning of this series we mentioned the fact that christianity is an experience it's an experience i've got a secret that was the original sermon Uh, It's an experience that that nobody else has. Uh, You know, I've got a secret and the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. I mean, I say it may sometimes, they say, well, you know, when people get real legalistic, matter of fact, that's what Jesus was dealing with here, people that were legalistic. And they say, well, if you weren't baptized this way, you're not saved. If you don't speak in this, you're not saved. If you don't worship on the you know, eighth day, then you're not saved. Well, then who can be saved? If you, you know, really, then, then who changed my life? Ah, uh, sorry, bub, because it wasn't balls of bub, bub. Uh, Jesus changed my life. A house divided cannot stand. Um, but, people don't, but people get real legalistic, like splitting hairs. It was an experience. I wasn't looking for God, but bang, he got me. I wasn't looking for God. Like some of you may be here tonight, maybe it's your first time or second time, and you weren't looking for God. Well, guess what? He's got you all scoped out. He's looking for you. And it's not us that do it. Victory average doesn't change you. Uh, no. Today I was in a study at, in Stockton. The, the, the teacher that was saying about when people come into to the rehab homes, he tells them, They say, why are you here? They say, well, we're here when they're going to the rehab homes. Well, we're here because we want to get off drugs. We want to get off alcohol. And he tells them, well, you've come to the wrong place. They go, what? Isn't this a drug rehab place? Isn't this? He says, listen, buddy, (laughs) we're not, you don't have, it's not a drug problem. Because if it was, after you'd be clean for two hours, Two weeks, you say, well, I'm not using drugs anymore, I'm clean. You'd leave. This is not, you don't have a drug problem, you have a sin problem. It's sin. It's not drugs or alcohol. Uh, But when you've had that experience, that's what happened to me. That's what happened to all of us. Uh, Nobody else is going to change me. The power of God. I wasn't looking for God, but he was looking for me. So Christianity is an experience. It's the secret of the Lord. One day, 27 years and a month ago almost, in a couple of weeks, I was, I was going back to the penitentiary. And I, like I said, I, I, I just didn't want to go back. I was looking for blanks or some kind of a program or something. Uh, but God, see what happened is, he shared his covenant with me because I, I started to respect him and honor him. And it's heavy when an individual of our type of caliber starts honoring God. He gets a lot of people's attention. I said it before. You want attention? Get saved. You'll get a lot of attention. You don't have to paint your hair green. Remember that? I don't really want to do that because I want attention. No, 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 no. Just get saved. Uh Everybody will know about it. Uh, Guess what happened? You know, he's still over there in the program. You know, my, my, my friends have always said that for years. <laughs> is Steve still in the program? Uh, is he still in the program? Ay, yeah. Uh, oh, geez. Okay, let's get in here. We're going to be dealing here with three things, okay, that the Samaritan individual, because he had the secret of success, uh, showed. Now, we need to understand, and we covered this last week, that the Jews, they had a heavy conflict with Samaritans. Because they were outside, remember that? Their circle of love. They considered them, well, they were half-breeds. Part Jewish and, and, and part Gentile. So they didn't like them. You're not full-blooded. Oh, you're a mystique. You're, you're, you're not in our circle. And they almost treated them as like dogs. Uh, they treated them like dogs. Uh, they were not a part of their circle. There was heavy conflict going on during those days. But Jesus... When he's going to talk to the Pharisees and the scribes and the season, he uses a Samaritan as an example. And he talks about a priest and a Levite who are supposed to be devoted, devout men of God. They come walking down the Jericho Road and they see the man. They're, you know, half dead. And the Levite, oh, no, no, because the law says, you get caught up in legalism. The law says, if we even touch him, oh, we can get the cooties. And the last word will say something like that. you know. We'll become like, no, no, no. no. I, oh, I can't. Besides, i got a heavy speaking engagement i got to go to. Ah, I'm the preacher tonight. Ah, i got to get there. i got to be there on time. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Ah, not justice, have mercy. Uh, the priest, then the Levite came by. They all shunned him. Uh, because they really didn't have that big of a circle of love. But look at what Christ does. He said, but a Samaritan came down. Ah, uh, And he saw that certain man thrown. And he had pity on him. He had empathy on him. He had, he had love towards him. Because see, the Samaritan had a big circle of love. It included all kinds. That's what we need to do. I need to reiterate what I brought out last week. How big is your circle of love? How many people does it include? How many does it exclude? Oh, my mother-in-law. She's barely on the fringes. I don't know, you know, I think she does the hokey pokey. Uh, Sometimes she's in, sometimes she's out. Uh, I don't know. Get in, let him in. Uh, So the first thing that we want to look at here is the will. If you're taking notes, the will. This man, the Samaritan, he had the will. The willingness to risk all in order to help someone that he didn't even know. And why? Because he had a big circle of love. He had a willingness to help people he didn't even know. When my wife and I came up here, we didn't know none of you. I knew one guy, and I've never seen him in my whole life. But I'll throw it out again. Lenny Hall. If you ever see Lenny Hall, send him my way. Probably some of you don't know him. But he was my bunkie when in one of the prisons I was at. Uh, that's all I knew. He was from Hayward. But I didn't know nobody. But we had we still had a big circle of love. Uh, I remember one time... We, because, you know, when you first pioneer, man, you you're do the work of uh, all kinds of evangelists, not just evangelists. We used to get people rides, we'd pick them up, we'd do this, everything. And I remember one time where, we you know, somebody came and they, talk, they took the bus from Oakland. And, and the people left, and her and her family were still there, her kids. And, and they said, well, I, gotta, I guess i have to catch a bus. They said, oh, no, get in, we'll give you a ride. Get in, you know, yeah, come on, hey, me and my wife, we'll give you a ride my kids. Yeah, come on. We were driving them back to Oakland, and all of a sudden, <coughs> uh, we're talking and doing something, and then the lady goes, "You don't love us." I said, "Who is in my back seat?" <laughs> my wife and I looked at each other like, dun, and that lady, some of you, she tested our circle of love. <laughs> but I, I it was no I said, you know what, yeah, I do. and I don't even know you. But I did. See, before I came up here, I had already settled that. I'm gonna love people. But I'm gonna try and do anything that I can to help people. And we did. We, people used to come to our house and, you know, can we stay here? Yeah, go ahead, come on. You know, it was gonna turn into a flop house. Everybody come in and they come in around 2.30 after the cars closed, you know. They knew how to get us. Pastor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pastor. <laughs> uh, finally, we found out that love doesn't always accept stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes love just says, you know. Uh, we covered that last week, but that's, uh, that's another sermon from last week, okay? But you had a willingness. He had a willingness. Um, see, he was a risk taker. Uh, and, we, you know, we know, there's different types of churches. Risk taking churches, undertaking churches. Uh, well you happen to belong to a risk taking church we take risks here the Samaritan took risks uh, he knew all the stuff that was coming against him all these legalities but he loved anyways uh, see love and compassion motivated the Samaritan there was a willingness about the Samaritan that drove him to do and perform acts of love see he didn't see walls he saw needs he didn't see legal, legalistic walls I can't the need. Uh, and, and we've said before, vision is seeing the need and praying about it. No. Vision is seeing the need and telling Aniva to do it. Uh, no, vision is seeing the need, not the walls, and doing something about it. That's what the Samaritan had. Uh, he had the will, uh, the gumption, the wherewith to do. The Levite and the priests, they knew the law. But somehow, they had become bound by the law. But the Samaritan, on the other hand, he'd become free by it. I don't have time to deal with you, but the law can really free you. Uh, He was freed by the law, but these people were bound by the law, legalism. But he was free to love. To love people. That's what the Word of God does. It frees us to love and to minister, not to judge. I've said it before. Some people... Legalistic people, they look you right in the eye. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, Carl. Ooh, Carl. Somehow I perceive, I see, you haven't been walking Lenny's dog. Ah, mm. Ah, ooh. Uh, see, we're not called to see through people. We're called to see people through. Uh, but legalistic people, they see, oh, I oh, mm-hmm. ah, big prophets. Ah, nah, love free, the, we're free to love people. That's what Christ does to us. The Son of Man came not to condemn the world, but to minister and give His life a ransom for many. Ah, for everybody that He loved. Remember how big was God's circle? The world. Everybody. For God's loved. That's how big his circle is. He loves everybody. He has a plan and a purpose for everybody. See, the Samaritan had, had the will uh, and the faith. See, will always equates to faith. And, and sometimes you've got to be willing to suffer. you got to be willing, because sometimes when you're out there, if you've got the will to help people, you're going to get in trouble. Uh, especially a ministry like us. By the way, if you didn't know it, we deal with knuckleheads. <laughs> all right, I'll go in your home, eh? What do they do in the home? Ah. Huh? Well, what happens in the, you know, any, any, any girls? That's usually the first question that they might probably ask. Huh? How do they feed you? okay. Huh? What do you do? You pray all day? Um, ah, um. oh, man. See, to, to will, you have to have faith. You have to have faith. Uh, the just shall live by faith. When you come in the home, you got to come in by faith. You got to take everything by faith. In the Gospels, the Bible says that Jesus would heal people, but he had a lot of skeptics. They said, "Oh, they didn't happen. Oh, by what name? And how did it happen? He does it by Bolshevik power. All these things. There were a lot of skeptics, huh?" So Jesus, the Bible says, he marvelled at their unbelief, lack of faith. He marvelled at the. Now today, nowadays, what we do is we marvel at faith. Ooh, Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Copeland, Copenhagen. Ah, that's true. Uh, That's tobacco. Uh, Ooh, Benny, him. Uh, (laughs) See, today, it's the opposite. We marvel at faith. Jesus marveled at their unbelief. You know what that means? Everybody should have faith. Faith is par for the course. Everybody should have a measure of faith. Everybody should. But a lot of us don't use that faith. We, We hold on to it. Because we don't have the will here. Branch out in faith. Launch out in the deep. Launch out in faith. Watch what God will do for your life. I'm not just preaching just to preach to you here tonight. I'm preaching to you because I want you to become a doer of the word of God. Branch out in faith. Start doing things for God. Start acting out for God. Watch what God will do. He'll bless your life. He'll show up. God is moved by faith. He marveled at their unbelief. Now we marvel at belief. Oh, look at it. A big man of God, that should be you. That should be you. Jesus marvels when you don't have faith. What is wrong with my child? They come and they hear sermon after sermon. And nothing happens. Ah. Back in my day we had a group called the Herman's Hermits. Now I think we should have sermon's hermits. Because <laughs> you hear sermon after sermon. Ah, ay yeah, yeah. Mrs. Brown, you got a terrible daughter. Ay, ay, ay. Ah. The will. Second point. Okay? The skill. The guy had the skill. He had the willingness because he had love, he had compassion. The Samaritan But then, secondly, the secret to his success was that he had the skill. Verse 34 says, He ministered to the hurting man by binding up the wounds, pouring oil and wine on those wounds. In other words, he was equipped. And Victor Edwards, we're here to equip. We have awesome classes. We only have like about, man, only about 12, 13, or 14 students from our church. A church of almost 600, 600 some people. We only have 12 students from our church and awesome. And I think the class is pretty good. Man, that class, whoo. I told people, I don't, I just, hey, Jesus only had 12 disciples anyways. Uh, that's okay. Give me the 12. As long as I, they're not the dirty dozen. You know, it's okay. <laughs> Krispy Kremes and all that. Uh, but we got to get the skill, people. The know with all. We, we have the gumption, but we need the know with all as well. Uh, <clears throat> I remember, and I wrote this guy's name down here in my notes. This, we had a guy that went to Tucson, Arizona years ago. And he, he told me, Steve, I was doing it up, man. Because he had come back. He had to come back from pastoring the church room. And he goes, he goes, I hate 140 people like that. Like Daryl right now, he's at 100. He said, Steve, I had it going on. We're having big events. He said, man, I, I don't know what happened. I said, I can tell you what happened, brother. Because this guy had the will. I knew he had the will. He didn't have the skill. He wasn't prepared. I told him, brother, you went out with two grenades and you used them in the first four months. Oh, after that, you were throwing your guns with no ammunition at the guys, you know? Uh, like the Western movies or something, you know? I, that's not enough. You need, we need to get skilled on how to handle the enemy. Uh, Sister Lydia, she'd never been to Bible school, but she was in the school of the Holy Spirit, she said. He'll teach you, uh, but you got to get in there. Uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Uh, see, spiritually, we need to be trained in the, in the things of God, it's very, very important. That's what victory average, we, we, we need to come to grips with. We need training. To train ourselves in using the oil, the Holy Ghost, and the Word of God. Study to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3.15, to always be ready to give an answer to every man that asks you regarding your hope. Uh, and to give it in meekness and in fear. Colossians four. Verses 5 and 6 say almost the very same thing. Be ready to give a man an answer. Ah, but we're, some of us, we don't know. Oh, brother, what should I do? Well, take two John 3, 16s and call me in the morning. But not too early. Ah, no, you got to know your word. Study. Get in there. You know, so many times that I, I have my devotionals and I'm studying, I'm getting ready. Then I go out during the day and the very thing that I studied about will confront me. That's the Holy Spirit. Huh? The very thing that I was just talking about. I can use it. The person says, I don't know what to do. Going? I said, I do. Uh, I, you know, I, I learned this in Bible school. <laughs> I learned this right now. You know what I mean? Uh, because I was in my devotional. And you give it to them and they say, wow, that's great. Uh, that's what I needed to hear. Uh, see, Acts 2.7 and Acts 4.13 The Bible says that the people marveled at Peter and the disciples, at their words and in their speech, and their only answer was that they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. In other words, they were being discipled by Christ. They had been with with the Lord. Uh, They were in the school of the Holy Spirit. Christ had discipled them to the point where their speech, their conduct, uh... Was, had it changed and it was spoken of as a testimony a good and positive testimony uh, now the disciples were skilled as well and that's what should happen with us <clears throat> you know even, even before me I I, I, I I wasn't into clothes but I've been discipled I would never be caught dead with a shit like this I'll just tell you, but I've changed. Ah, Mecca man. Ah, I mean, hey, you know, it was, but I've been school, i different. I've been changed. Ah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to look like and act like the old guy before. man, that's terrible. That's not going to identify with people. This should probably one either. <laughs> uh, but at least you'll be able to identify me. <laughs> uh, anybody seen Pastor Steve? Who hasn't? You know. <laughs> uh, but it's what's on the inside that counts anyways. Hallelujah. Uh. Listen, study. Get in the Vossum awesome classes. Get in the, the module classes. Victor, we need to study. It's important. Learn. Man, I thank God that I went to the class today. Uh, and I, I was sitting there, I told my wife today when I was driving over here, I said, the guy taught a beautiful class. I learned all kinds. Anthony and Jesse are there right now. They're going to be learning all kinds uh, about rehab and, and all of the, the outreach and how we, our procedures and our policies. Powerful stuff. I said, man, this guy's a good teacher because we can use it. Then, lastly, is the bill. They had the will, he had the skill. And he had the bill. Moolah. Money. How many know that it takes finances to reach the world? Uh, It took finances to reach you. Somebody gave to reach you. It's going to take the bill. Uh, What have I said before? Ministers are called to raise the three M's. Men, morale, and Money. money. It's so important. Without money, this guy wouldn't have been able to take care of that guy. He would have had to just leave him there. He wouldn't have been able to minister to them. We need the finances, people. Uh, that, we, that we'll have it at hand to be able to minister and do all the needs that we have. You know, God will always give you just enough, and thank God for that. But, man, it's good to have a, a war kitty, hallelujah, that we can go to and say, you know what, well, let's fly this person in. Let's go do this, let's go do that. Right now, Esteban and Tim and, and one of the other brothers are down in L.A., and they're going to be there for a week just receiving from the mother church. But that took finances. Uh, but, man, it's great for can because, you know what, you just go, go down here. Go down. We just flew in a lady that's an expert in, uh, uh, in, in rehab, but not just any rehab, uh, uh, in order to be able to get state certified, because the, the mother church is state certified. By being able to fly her in, which took money, she's saying, you know what, I think Victory Outreach Hayward will become the second church in Victory Outreach that will be able to be certified, and that's going to do all kinds for us, and we're pursuing it. We're pursuing it. We want to get state certified. And that's going to open all kinds of doors. Our 12 step and all this stuff. And we're going to bring people from the courts, everything. And they're going to have to just peek in here. Uh, and, and listen, I have so many testimony of people that just started. They just peeked in. Uh, we had one guy, he, just, he used to drop his daughter off and he'd peek in. And then he dropped. drop her. And then the next week he'd peek in and he'd peek in. Then he'd pick in and pick in. Then he'd pick in and pick in and pick in. Then he'd sneak in. Uh, and now this guy's a heavy, heavy teacher of the Word of God. Gloria's mother, Carmen, she used to do that. Remember your mother? She'd pick in and smoke out. She's not here today. Huh? She's usually always, a, you know, she's a worker. But she was... I can't quit smoking, Uh, but I like what I hear, but I can't quit smoking. Uh, But she quit smoking. Uh, God delivered her. Praise the Lord. Uh, Amen. But it takes finances in order to reach these people. And we need to understand that. The Samaritan did. He had the will and the skill. Okay. In other words, he had the will because of the heart. He had the the skill because of the study, because of the head. But then he also paid the bill because of his hands. He was able to perform. That is also the sign of love. It gives. Uh, of its finances. For God so loved the world that he, what did he do? He gave. That's a sign of love. It is just gives. Uh, by the way, even our building fund. I haven't brought this out in a while. <clears throat> because this is what I do. Okay. Sometimes when I have extra money, I, I put it in there for the building fund. I put it in for the building fund. You know, I haven't seen how much I have given yet, but I know that it's accumulating. Uh, but some, just do that, because we're going to need the finances. matter of fact, in just a few minutes, some of the guys are going to be meeting with one of the engineers that's coming here right now. He's going to check everything out. Because we've got to get this thing, you know, we've got to knock it down. But, man, we're going to have to be able to go to the kitty and say, okay, let's go do this, let's go do that. Let's be ready. In season and out of season. But we're in season right now. Forget the ace. We're in season right now. We're in a building mode. and a knocking down mode. The Samaritan paid for the room. But then... He knew that it was going to take more than that. Than just, you know, one, one offering to get this certain man back on his feet. He knew what it was going to take. He'd done it before probably. He was ready, he was prepared. We've done it before as well. We know what it takes. It's going to take more than just one offering to get this man on his feet. The Samaritan was, he was being visionary, but he was also being realistic. All at the same time. In other words, you can have a big vision like we do, but we've got to be realistic. Let's win the world! Yes, but let's be realistic. What's it going to take to win the world? Finances. The bill. Giving. Sacrifice. uh, Tithing. Pledges. It's going to take that. Uh, But again, you belong to a risk-taking church. We're not undertaking church. Those are dead. Dead churches. And what have I said before? Uh, Yes, you belong to a church that's alive. Yes, you belong to a church that's risk-taking. But while growth costs, so does death. Have you been to a funeral lately? Uh, or or if somebody in your family, ah, we've got to be with the casket. Oh, oh the gravesite, the plot. Let's get Pastor Steve, he's free. Oh, let's, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, but it costs money. It costs bucks. Uh, so, so it's our choice. You want to live and grow or you want to die. But both is going to cost. No matter how you look at it. So we got to be realistic. See, this Samaritan had vision to, to minister this guy to be productive again. That's what we do here with the homes. We don't, we don't charge nobody. We don't charge the state. We don't, all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I was listening to Pastor Sonny uh, this, today. He had a tape on, on finance talking about the homes that we have. And how years ago, and my wife and I were there, and he mentioned this in the tape, that years ago, we had people working in the office and we would always say, man, we have all these men and women in the home and we're saving the state so much money per person. Thousands upon thousands of dollars per year per each person. And so we figured, well, the state must have some finance. They could probably help us out. Uh, so we, we, we put a proposal and we got $100,000, $103,000 for that year. And they distributed all this and that. But then the state tried to come in and, you know, well, Victor's doing a good work, but... But this God thing. What do you mean this God thing? And they went so far as to say, they were trying to control us now and say, you know, you guys are doing, we're going to, they said, we're going to renew your contract and we're going to triple the finances. $303,000 we're going to give you guys. But you can't say God blessed you over the phone. You know, and Pastor Sonny said, he wanted the, he, he, he said, during all, he never got a penny from those salaries. He was giving it to some other people because people were, he wanted to, you know, try to bless them. But he says him, he was getting his finances from the salary from the church. But when they said, don't, you can't say God bless you. He said, well, sorry, we don't want your money. God bless you. Uh, uh, yeah. Because God's people will take care of God's work. The gifts always open doors for the people. Uh, we, we, we can but we got to be willing to pay the bill as well. Huh? It's so very vital. So very important. This guy was willing to do it with the Samaritan. And he was an outsider. Uh, I mean, victory is, 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 is a statement to, to, to our nation as well. Hey, you know, we're doing this without your money. Sometimes when we deal with the legalistic people, the, the secular people, they, they think we're trying to hide something. Well, that's why they don't want our money. No, it's because... God gets the glory. And you, we can't have stipulations like that. We can't. Uh, and again, you belong to a risk-taking church. I mentioned this the other day and, and I'm gonna finish with this. I mean, if I finish with anything, I'll finish with this. And again, it has to do with Pastor Sonny. He was he was saying there that sometimes when he goes and speak, speaks at a church and the church has a poverty mentality, he'll use the example of the rich young ruler. And in the rich young ruler, it says, remember that guy? The guy, he said, uh, he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus gave him all kinds of stipulations. And the rich young ruler goes so far and says, I've done them all since youth. Now, get the picture. Here's this rich young ruler. Comes in looking real suave and debonair and already has a tie. You know, already has, you know, big old Bible. Walks in. You know, and can you imagine Peter and all the disciples listening to the dude? And then Peter going, whoo, we don't got a chance. This guy's going to beat us all. He's better than all of us. He's done this, this, that, this. Since his youth, shall I was fish, Peter said. Huh? Man. This guy's going to, he's going to go right to the, uh, right to the top. Man. But then Jesus says, oh, but thou lackest one thing. Sell everything you have. Give it to the poor. Then come follow me. I can imagine Peter going, ooh. Ooh. And they go, eh. Because he went away, he was says, sorrowful. Uh, he, could have got, he, could have been, he could have gone away satisfied, but he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. See, God will always hit you where it hurts. Pastor Sonny says he preaches on that, and then he was, and then tells the people, you know what, you people need to, to, to give everything. You know, and we used to have, years ago, I'm not going to bring this on, we used to have uh, uh, turned around Sundays. You know what that was? We, and some of you that have been around a while, you, you know, some of, the rest of you are turned around. Uh, we would turn it around. We would put it on the calendar like six months in advance that you plant. And then on that Sunday, we wouldn't tithe 10%, we would tithe 90%. Because we wanted you to feel how God felt. Uh, uh, and then, so, we would do that. We'd, we'd now, some of you say, wow, that's bad. But see, sometimes... That's our problem. And Sonny says he'll get in that church because he has a poverty mentality. Man, you got to give all. You got to sell. Come on, get get with it and pledge. And and then he'll sit down. And the pastor, having a poverty mentality, will say, well, Pastor Sonny, he meant well. He really meant this. Pastor Sonny says he feels like getting the mic. He says, no, I didn't. I meant sell everything. But he'll let it go. He says, no, I didn't. But that's why they keep a poverty mentality. We can't have that in Victor L. H. Hayward. We can't. Uh, we're a risk-taking ministry. Uh, and we've got to be trained like that. Uh, whenever the need arises, like the good Samaritan, we, 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 and God can use us big time. God used a Samaritan who was an outcast, who was a half-breed. And I believe God will use Victory H. Ministries. The people used to be in drugs and gangs and alcohol, and, and all of a sudden, look what they're doing for the kingdom of God. Where are they getting their money? Send help from the sanctuary. Not from the White House. That's what the Bible says. From us people. Real, genuine love from the heart. The Samaritan had a heart. The Bible doesn't say send help from the, the White House. It doesn't say send help from the Sacramento Capitol. It says send help from the sanctuary. Us. Man, when evil was picking up the offering right now, I felt it. I felt it. I felt the anointing. Some of you are gonna get wealthy. Why? Because you're gonna learn the principle of giving. Above and beyond the call of and watch what God will do. Uh, giving is not for our benefit. It's not, it's for your benefit. Involvement is for your benefit, not for our benefit. We can utilize the finances your, but it's for your benefit. If you're the one who's gonna be blessed. Then overall we'll be blessed as well. Uh, the secret of success, the will the skill, and the bill. Let's not run from our bills. Let's not do like my family used to do. Whenever the bill collectors would come, my mother would say, don't answer it. Don't answer it. No, let's walk right up and say, oh, sir, come right in. You want some coffee? We got your money. Checks out in the mail. We have it right here. Uh, have Honor. We we want honor. We want to be able to take care of all our bills. And then some. When every head bowed and every eye closed. The secret of success. Let me tell you something. Some of you couldn't understand what it's all about when it comes to finances because you don't know the secret yet. You don't know the secret. The secret of the Lord belongs to those who fear him, who honor him. If you can't come to grips with giving, you don't know the secret. Get to know the secret tonight. It's a secret weapon. It's a secret weapon. Matter of fact, next Wednesday, please don't stay home. We're going to conclude this with a heavy exposition on Psalms 25. Next Wednesday night. The secret of the Lord belongs to those that fear him. He makes his covenant known just to them, not anybody else he doesn't throw his pearls to swine he reserves the right to serve us it's like they do in restaurants he does the same thing he reserves the right to serve us Just every head is about an every act spirit of God moving in ministry I want to pray for those of you that you've been convicted here today your willingness hasn't been there truly your skill is not up to par Study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Then footing the bill. Some of you run. You let your kids answer the door when God comes knocking. Regarding your tithes and your offerings. No, don't do that. That's the secret of success. Given it shall be given unto you. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over abundance. God doesn't just bless small, menial. He blesses big time. Big time. Because He's a big time God. And I believe what Sister Lydia said about our church and our ministry here. We're headed for big time blessings. I believe that. I pray that you would be a part of that. As every head is bowed and every right close spirit of God. Move into minister, and you say this sermon. Minister to me, Brother Steve. And I want you to pray for me. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to stand on your feet right there where you're at. Say the sermon, minister to my life. Challenge me. Strike me between the eyes. And I want to admit that. And I want to I want to put my hand to the plow and not look to the left or the right or back. But I want to be like the Samaritan victory in reach. They can bring hurting people to us and we'll take care of them. We'll be ready. We'll be skilled. We'll be willing. And we won't run from the cost. Churches stop growing when they stop willing to pay the price. That's a fact. We don't want to. We want to be willing to pay Anybody else, is my last call. You want to be included in this prayer. God, minister to your life in one form or another. Maybe you need forgiveness of sins. Maybe you need to get right with God. Maybe you need to get born again. Maybe you need Christ to save your life. We want to pray for you as well.